0: If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and
1: the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason.
2: Don't wait. Visit Sono com slash save. Sono slash save. Sono Bello.com slash save.
3: All in radio.
0: Welcome to the X Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob Vicano. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new X-Zone Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. That's 1-800-610-7035. Toll-free worldwide. Email Exxon at x TV.com on MSN Messenger, x at Hotmail.com. And our website, TV.com. And if you'd like to listen to the show, watch the show from anywhere, as long as you've got Internet access, seven days a week, 365 days of the year, TV.com. My guest this hour is Jeff Peckman. He is the director of the Extra Campaign Ballot Initiative to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission in Denver, Colorado. His initiative was certified November 30th for the August 2010 election in Denver. Jeff's innovative ballot initiates uh, and incentives have uh, attracted national and international media attention. He also writes a top ranked column for Examiner.com as the Denver UFO Examiner. Jeff is currently on the advisory board of the Institute for the Study of Galactic Civilizations. He was moderator of the Institute's Galactic Gathering Conference on Extraterrestrial Civilizations last September in Denver. And Jeff, Jeff also talks to civic organizations with presentations titled, Are You Ready to Meet and Greet People from Other Planets? Jeff, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us.
3: Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Jeff, uh, can you tell our listeners what the extra campaign ballot is all about? Yes,
3: Rob. I just noticed there's a it cuts off about every five seconds, like somebody's clanging a cymbals. It's just a little bit of a sound and a, a break in the text.
0: Well, we'll do our uh, best to rectify that.
3: Okay. Um, the uh, Extraterrestrial Affairs Commission ballot initiative is uh, going to be a seven member commission if the voters pass it, and it would collect. This commission would collect credible evidence of extraterrestrial visitations and put that on the Denver government website to have that shared with the public. And it will also try to assess the benefits and risks of interacting with these extraterrestrial intelligent beings, as well as helping to set up protocols for people that believe they've had some kind of close contact, some close encounter, just in case they have any questions or concerns or even a desire for further contact.
0: By doing this, Jeff, if this is accepted and the voters Put it through. Wouldn't this mean that the government would have to acknowledge the fact that ETs are here and that the UFO phenom- phenomenon is real?
3: Uh, yes, that might be a consequence for the the federal government, our elected representatives, to officially acknowledge that. But even without their participation, mm-hmm. there's a lot of evidence in the private sector, going out even collecting signatures for this ballot initiative. People would come up to us all the time and very often share for the first time some experience that they've had or talk about some evidence that they've seen or maybe even that they have, you know, personally, that they haven't shared with anyone else. So one way or the other, we believe that this will take disclosure, uh, a quantum leap forward towards what it should have been, you know, over all these decades, we believe. Uh, So both things, you know, the government could respond in that way, but we the people as our self-governing entity are just going to take on this tax ourselves.
0: How much is this going to cost the taxpayers, though, Jeff?
3: This uh, will not cost taxpayers anything. It's written right into the ordinance that it states very specifically that it would be funded entirely by grants, gifts, and donations without requiring any fiscal outlay from the city budget. Now, the mayor's office, by law, has to enforce ordinances, which means that it would be very easy for the city just to say, no, we're, no matter what you are doing, we're mm-hmm. not going to provide you any money. You have to do this through grants, gifts, and donations. And that's fine. That's the way it's written. So any arguments that, oh, there's going to be cost overruns mm-hmm. or we're going to request some big budget from the city, no, it's just not part of it. It's, it's part of the law that it has to be only from, funded only from grants, gifts, and donations.
0: Jeff, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Uh, Please stand by. Jeff Peckman is our special guest. He is the director of the Extra Campaign uh, Ballot Initiative to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission in Denver, Colorado. The website, Exonation is www.extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org. Jeff and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break talking more about the initiative and you know what it's it's nice to see people are thinking ahead all the time on this show we hear people who are seeing UFOs who want government disclosure but nobody goes ahead and talks about what will happen or what should be done once the disclosure is made and the ET presence is well and widely known It's going to be an interesting hour, I promise you. I'll be back on the other side with Jeff Peckman as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network.
1: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in.
0: Jeff Peckman is my special guest. Uh, His website is www.extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org. Jeff, uh, when was the Extra Campaign formed, and uh, what was the inspiration for getting it formed?
3: Well, the the commission would be formed if the voters passed this ballot initiative next August Mm -hmm. of this year. And the inspiration was just knowing that there were people in the you know private sector, just average people, that uh, had some kind of encounters that were really quite profound, like Stan Romanek, yes, and his evidence, uh, even Billy Meyer or other people that you hear about, mm-hmm. um, Betty and Barney Hill. And there is a lot of evidence out there, and people want to tell their story, but there's you know the media really isn't giving them. Attention, and if they are, it's very often in terms of ridicule. So I thought, well, you know, the, the general public seems to be much more open to this discussion, and I've observed this when collecting signatures. And so if there's a way to take this issue directly to them, then engaging them in that way would probably produce better results in terms of just general education. That's what the ballot initiative process does, because they have to vote on the issue. And when they vote, it's like being on the jury in a jury trial, you just take people off the street, in various walks of life, and put them in that situation, and suddenly they become much more discerning, and they pay attention to much more detail than they're watching on a TV screen and some news. So, and they're they're making a decision that could affect a person's life and justice. And so, having the voters deliberate and discuss this issue in the context of voting puts them in the role as a lawmaker as well. And then they take on a higher sense of responsibility, and I believe that having hundreds of thousands of people engaged in that way, just within Denver alone, will do a lot to just solidify what is truth, to allow the opponents Mm -hmm. and supporters of the campaign to debate this and just to, to discern what is the truth of this situation, how can we benefit from knowing that truth And where do we go from here?
0: Jeff, why do you think uh, an extraterrestrial affairs commission at a local level is so necessary, though?
3: Well, it's necessary at a local level only because there is no visible effort at any other level of government to disclose information on UFOs and extraterrestrial visitations. It has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. It does not seem to be starting anywhere else in government, so we're starting here in Denver. And there are about 90 other boards and commissions in Denver anyway, so this will just be one more, but it will be one that has an enormous uh, implication for humanity as this information starts to be shared with the public.
0: Why do you think it's important uh, compared to the problems with the economy, health, the wars in the Middle East, terrorism, and other things that... that many people believe are more important than worrying about aliens.
3: Right, and I get that response a lot, but when you think about it, imagine if Canada had grown up as a civilization as a country within the Berlin Wall, but not actually knowing that there were any other countries or people or cultures or knowledge outside that wall. It would be a very different scenario up there. So just in that same way, all of humanity has essentially been behind this Berlin Wall of UFO secrecy. Now, that started to open up in other countries, not in the United States yet, which is kind of odd. But uh, having that information that there is something beyond us actually is very relevant to everything that you just mentioned as far as health the economy, whether it's jobs, peaceful relations in our own planet. Because these extraterrestrial intelligent civilizations seem to want that for us as well. They're not going to do it for us, but we have to be open to it and enjoy their assistance. And if the Berlin Wall around Canada, in that analogy, were to start loosening up, you would find an exchange of knowledge, of culture, of, of science, of, you know, art and music that would enrich your society and that's what our planet really needs this really is the next big thing uh and it's the biggest thing for our economy jobs you know just expanding our our acknowledgement our comprehension of the universe our acknowledgement that there are these other cultures interacting with them you know going back to columbus Mm -hmm. going out of europe i mean the people in europe could have said well you know we can't we can't be sending these ships off the edge of the earth when we've got problems in our medical community you know we don't have enough leeches uh, for to cure <laughs> diseases, we don't have enough peasants to work in the you know as in these uh, feudal systems, or whatever yeah. it is. You know, we got plagues. We we can't afford to you know think that there's something outside of our our limits, the the limits of our country here. Well, that's just you know the wrong way to think. We have to be proactive and explore, and that's inherent in human pe- human beings. You know, we are explorers. We want to know more, we want to be more, we want to live more. And so this intergalactic, you know, going beyond our planet in terms of acknowledging that we have been visited, opening up relations, working out the, you know, issues, risks and benefits, that is the next big thing, and it's the biggest thing ever.
0: Why do you believe that there is evidence of extraterrestrial visitation that either the government does not want to share or is purposely suppressing from us?
3: Well, if you you can go on the internet and find a lot of this in terms of uh, especially in terms of the disclosure project mm-hmm. which has gathered over 500 whistleblowers from top secret government projects from uh, whether it's in the military or the intelligence agencies or uh, government contractors and they will talk about photos, videos, material evidence, you know, being a UFO crashes, seeing the bodies there, uh, the you know, live or dead, uh, the, the cover-up part of it, the threats to keep them quiet. You know, all of this is, you can find it pretty easily on the Internet. So it's known, you know, there is evidence. It's out there, and it's it's abundant. And if people look for it, they'll see all kinds of things. Again, you have to be very discerning what's true and what's not true. But these are people who had very high levels of security clearance, a lot of responsibility for you know, large branches of the Department of Defense mm-hmm. for ships, for nuclear missile bases, for, you know, black projects, these secret projects. And from their side, they feel, you know, it's, it's time, you know, we're being denied something of great value by this information being kept secret. So it's just time to open it up.
0: You know, you spoke about Stan Romanek before we had Stan on the show, and anyone who listens to his story cannot doubt what this man is talking about—it's just like—it's true. It's just like uh, Michael Horn with Billy Meyer. People to keep this—if it was a, a facade up for all these years—it just would, doesn't make any sense. Um, is there any organized opposition to the ballot?
3: No, there really isn't. Uh, there are a couple of hecklers that seem to be drawing, trying to draw attention to themselves but they have not identified any particular feature of the ballot initiative that they oppose. Uh, so, given that, they you know they might find something they don't like about me and then try to discredit this ballot initiative uh, by discrediting me. But they're not getting too far with that. I have a pretty good reputation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the things I'm involved in sometimes are cutting-edge uh, technologies that maybe people don't fully understand. But for the most part, the ballot initiative is just a very simple thing. You know, it's just, okay, we're just going to take this on ourselves to collect this evidence and share it with the public. So there's really not much for them to object to.
0: How about uh, UFO organizations? Are they getting behind you on this?
3: Well, officially, it's too early for to expect in, outright endorsements, mm-hmm. whether that comes from organizations or celebrities or scientists or anything like that, uh, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, there are some very, very strong supporters from within MUFON, and then there are people who are not supportive. So there isn't any one person who's really speaking for you know or can speak for all the members of MUFON, uh, and that's what you find just about anywhere. Any of these organizations, there's going to be diverging opinions on everything within the membership. So, down the road a few months, we'll probably start seeing, you know, who's officially going on record as opposing it or supporting it.
0: I, I can't understand why anyone who is involved in ufology or the or the search for extraterrestrial life and who believes that this planet is being visited, has been visited, will be visited, would not get behind this and back at 150%. It's a no-brainer.
3: Yeah, I, I agree, and... Uh, you know, it may be that the fact that I'm just very new to this within the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, deci- you know, deciding that I, you know, I'd like to try to help some way, and that's why I started the Ballad Initiative. Well, you know, out of the blue, I show up, and all of a sudden I'm on national TV and David Letterman show talking about this, and I'm not one of the experts that's dedicated their life uh, for decades to this topic. So there may be some resentment. Uh, they may just disagree with some of the things that I've, I've said, mm-hmm. which you know I've just had to learn in a very short amount of time and try to discern myself what seems to be true. But you know, there could be people have all kinds of issues. I don't take it personally, even when it gets personal. Uh, I'll just show up and speak the truth as as I believe it to be, and you know I'm not attached to the results. I'm I'm not responsible for how people respond to that. I'm only responsible for you know doing my best to speak the truth.
0: Well, hats off to you because as you said, there are people within the UFO community who have been it for in it for years and years and years and they're they're so self centered on one about one topic. Where here you are somebody from the outside looking in saying, Hey, there's you know, there's something we should be doing about this because if A really does exist, the extraterrestrials, B they are here or they're going to be here. See, disclosure is going to happen. The way the UFO community stood up until you showed up into the picture, it stopped there. But now you've taken it past that step and said, all right, what are we going to do to not only communicate with them, protect ourselves, and protect the visitors as well? Like I said, hats off to you. Stand by. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue with our special guest of this hour, Jeff Peckman. His website, www. Dot extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues right here on the all new Exone Broadcast Network and the Talk Star Radio Network. And
3: thinking, and
2: Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash
0: save.
1: Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe,
0: I always try to tune in to Rob McCall. Hey, hello there. Trimby Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to The X-Zone with Rob McCall.
3: This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development.
0: And welcome back to The x everyone. Jeff Peckman is our special guest. He is the director of Extra Campaign Ballot Initiative to create an extraterrestrial affairs commission in Denver, Colorado. His website is www.extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org. Have you heard from any governmental agency, uh, Jeff, pertaining to your initiative? And uh, what kind of criticism, if any, are you getting?
3: Well, um, you just reminded me of something that happened when I was ready to go on the David Letterman show when the segment producer walked into the waiting room and said, I just got a call from somebody at the Army. And I said, really? What'd they want? He said, they didn't want anything. The guy just said he was checking in. (laughs) <laughs> so the segment producer looked a little pale. Now, I have heard feedback from local city government officials, a couple city council members mm-hmm. who did not appreciate this ballot initiative getting on the ballot, but they don't appreciate a lot of ballot initiatives getting on the ballot. In fact, uh, a year ago in 2008, a year and a half ago, they removed themselves entirely from the process so that they wouldn't have anything to do with ballot initiatives. Legislators in general do not like citizens taking on the role of being lawmakers. And that's a wrong attitude because in the United States, the First Amendment to the Constitution guarantees our right to petition the government. Mm -hmm. And in Colorado, the the Constitution gives as its first power the right of initiative, the right of the citizens to pass laws and constitutional amendments. So it's really not in keeping with the spirit of the Constitution of the U.S. or of Colorado. And I think that their criticism is just misguided, because whereas in Denver, in order for the citizens to put even one single ordinance on the ballot for a vote, we have to collect about 4,000 valid signatures from Denver voters. In order for a city council person to get on the ballot to get elected, they only have to collect 100 and there's really no requirements other than an age requirement and, you know, not being a, a felon. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit hypocritical for them to suggest that the requirements are too low uh, and that, you know, crazy initiatives are getting on the ballot because it's a lot harder. They haven't ever done it. so They don't know how hard it is. And it's been very easy for them. And one of the people mentioned uh, making that criticism got on the ballot with just 100 signatures. Nobody was running against him. And so basically walked into a a $70,000-a-year job with no opposition. And he was still collecting, you know, $30,000 in one month in campaign contributions. So what that tells me is that either those contributions came from people that thought he would not win an uncontested election, (laughs) or they just knew that they could buy his influence. So I think that this is a very, citizens' ballot initiatives are just a very honest way to address important issues that government is not addressing, and that's really been the history of our country with voting rights for women, child labor laws, a lot of those kinds of things came from citizen-sponsored ballot initiatives.
0: Jeff, what role would you play if the initiative is passed and the Extraterrestrial Affairs Commission is created?
3: No official position because I would not qualify even to be on the commission. Uh, I made it, I set the bar high enough so that it would help guarantee that the citizens of denver would get the very best qualified people to be on that commission people with uh, that are knowledgeable you know everybody needs to have some expertise in mm-hmm. this issue of ufos extraterrestrial visitations they also have to have you know either written books about it or been a ufo investigator for i don't know 100 incidents or have a phd in the physical sciences social sciences things like that um amongst that group of seven, I wanted to have it collectively uh, have a, a, you know, just have people on board on that commission that knew what they were doing, that were competent, very knowledgeable, had good credentials, and could produce some good results for the citizens of Denver.
0: Jeff, over the holidays, you sent an open letter to President Obama. I was wondering if you could share this letter with our listening audience.
3: Yes. Now, uh, as far as Well, it's posted at extracampaign.org under breaking news. But uh, the essence of it was just stating that, you know, for the last 60 years, our country, the United States, has been in a kind of Berlin Wall of Mm -hmm. UFO secrecy. And people that have tried to escape from that wall, over that wall, uh, have been harassed, threatened, assaulted, uh, and even worse. And that kind of UFO, that Berlin Wall of UFO secrecy lasted, has lasted longer, more than twice as long as the Berlin Wall, the real one in Berlin. So that just seems to be a great injustice to the American people, I think, in any country where that is occurring, but especially in the United States, where we seem to be among the last, uh, we've yet to actually officially... Uh, release any of these UFO files, as has been done in, I think, Russia and the UK and uh, a number of other countries, France, maybe Brazil, Belgium. You know, so mm-hmm. there's already a growing list. And uh, and it was just saying, you know, it's enough is enough. You know, <laughs> we need to get on with this. There's benefits to expanding, just as the as earlier analogy of a Berlin Wall being around Canada. There are benefits to trade to economic development to job creation to health care to education there, you know this is the next big thing we need to go beyond this mentality that we're alone in the universe and most people don't believe that anyway but just you know like they're, they're stuck in this old paradigm yeah. th- thinking that this wall needs to continue for some reason
0: Do you think President Obama will read this, and uh, have you had any feedback from anyone uh, about this open letter?
3: I've had feedback from people that have appreciated that the letter was put out there Mm -hmm. on the Internet, and uh, new new friends have come along, you know, wanting to share experiences or just uh, support the campaign as a result. I've not had any response from... Uh, President Obama, from the White House, from anybody at that level of government that uh, you know, would officially make a response to it. But I think people are they're quietly watching and just seeing what happens at the grassroots level. Because historically, even when Dr. Stephen Greer and his disclosure project mm-hmm. were trying to in, you know, brief members of Congress, the members of Congress would say, you know, we, we, just, we can't do anything about this. It's just not the way things work here for something like this to happen, this disclosure, really needs to happen at a grassroots local level. It needs to start there. And President Obama rose up through community organizing to get where he is today. And so he understands that. And I think as this, if this is highly successful in Denver, this ballot initiative, and people are rallying for it, it becomes a focal point, then I think we'll start seeing more response from the federal level, from the White House and Congress.
0: Why is it so hard for the government of the United States to admit if, in fact, they do have proof or any other evidence to support the claims of millions of people that UFOs are real and that extraterrestrials are here? Like, what is so hard about this? I don't understand it.
3: I I don't think it is hard. I think it's, well, it's politically difficult because, you know, politicians they're just uh... you know they respond to like the highest amount of votes that they can get <laughs> you know, anything that's a little cutting edge mm-hmm. that's a little ahead of the wave uh... ahead of the curve you know it's hard for them to deal with because then they can get marginalized so i understand the dynamics of that but you know it really would not take so much for president obama just to make a statement to the press at some point says yeah actually you know there's a lot to this, and I'm appointing a blue ribbon commission uh, we've got John Podesta who you know eight or nine years ago mm-hmm. declared publicly that we should open our files on UFOs he's a key person in the White House administration uh, he'll get the best people together we'll just we'll just start on this yeah there's a lot of lot of truth to it there's been reasons we've had to keep it secret for national security, but we believe it's time to Uh, you know, respond to this demand from the public. And uh, it's a matter of trust between the people and the government, and that trust has been greatly eroded over this issue.
0: Tell me, uh, on the world stage, what does it say about the United States compared to the other countries who you mentioned several of them a few minutes ago who are releasing this information about UFOs and ETs, and, and how are people looking at the United States? Because we're, you know, the U, great USA is, is keeping so tight-lipped about this.
3: Well, I, I can't speak for, for everyone else, obviously, but uh, my sense of it is that they're hopeful. Mm-hmm. They've also, you know, they're also getting impatient and, and frustrated because they see that the United States is holding out. But I do believe that there's a lot of hope that it will occur... In, uh, in the United States, there was a prediction that, I don't know where this came from, a prediction that President Obama would make some announcement on November 27th of 2009. Now, that didn't happen, but what did happen was on that exact day at 5 o'clock p.m., this ballot initiative was guaranteed a place on the ballot so that the real highest power, government power of this country, which is, you know, we the people, mm-hmm would be able to disclose this ourselves, to ourselves. And in that sense, what was achieved on November 27th was was very historic, and in keeping with that expectation that the highest governmental power would disclose this. That's my perspective on that. But People are waiting and and watching, and that's why I think a a lot will happen in Denver in the coming months.
0: What do you believe is the most compelling evidence that UFOs and extraterrestrials are here?
3: Well, I'm glad you, you put it in terms of compelling evidence, because ultimately each person is going to have to decide for themselves mm-hmm. if they've seen enough evidence to convince them to draw the conclusion that will lead to their belief that it does exist. Right. We can't talk about proof, right? Nobody can say, well, there is proof, mm-hmm. there's no proof. So my the compelling evidence that I saw that that sparked uh, my interest in this ballot initiative was from Stan Romanek. And if you go to stanromanek.com, you can see some of that evidence yourselves. There's more in his book, and more continues. I mean, there's stuff going on with Stan Romanek almost weekly, <laughs> It is very, very interesting.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, and heard you, some of this. you and I have to take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a wrap-up. Thanks for being with us, Jeff. Great having you with us, and uh, we wish you all the best of uh, luck here, so don't go away. We still have our final segment coming up. Exo Nation, Jeff Peckman is our special guest, www.extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exon Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network.
5: Our next guest gained national attention when he uh, presented a video that
0: he claimed contained proof of extraterrestrial life. Please welcome Jeff
1: Peckman. Jeff, come Ah! on in. the give us some uh, your background, what do, you, what do you do, what have you been doing, and how did you
5: get interested in uh, aliens and stuff? Uh, well, I've spent a lot of time just promoting various cutting edge technologies, uh, I've been a teacher of med- Transcendental Meditation, uh, I promote clean energy technologies, I'm in an Aspen uh, a design competition in Aspen for something environmentally related, but I've had an interest uh, in, well, just about anything that connects me with the rest of the universe, and so I heard a talk about uh, one person's experience, uh, Stan Romanek. He's had over a hundred unique experiences and was very good at documenting those experiences. What kind of experiences? Uh, Abduction, uh, people visit, you know, the aliens visiting his house, uh, sort of conveying telepathically various mathematical formulas that have to do with uh, advanced technology or space travel or wormholes, things that are beyond sorry, our worm capacity. Holes? What are worm- 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 wormholes? Worm, worm, wormholes uh, in the universe that seem to be uh, some configuration of a, a change in the time-space geometry that allows you to enter that wormhole and get somewhere else very quickly. Wow. Um, now, um, <laughs> and do you believe
0: what this man says? Stan is his name? Stan Romanek?
5: Yeah, he's a very honest, uh, good-natured person. He. Uh,
0: Welcome back, everyone. Jeff Peckman is our special guest. His website is www.extracampaign.org. That's www.extracampaign.org. Before we went to the break, Jeff, I asked you what you believe the most compelling uh, evidence is of the existence of UFOs and uh, extraterrestrials. And, of course, you you mentioned uh, Stan Romanek, who we've had the pleasure of having on the show and and you know there there's Billy Meyer and there's a lot of people who believe that Billy Meyer is is a bit of a, um, a he uh, he exaggerates when it comes to the the UFO sightings that he's had and yet you can't dispute the the evidence uh, that uh, that has been collected over the years by government agencies and why would somebody want to assassinate a guy if there's no truth to it
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, as soon as you get one really good uh source of evidence it's you can expect that it's going to get contaminated or attempts will come in to discredit it by mixing it up with a lot of stuff or making all kinds of claims or you know trying to just uh, destroy the person's character and all that but yes billy myers uh is one of the great uh stories Mm -hmm. of ufo contact i believe of extraterrestrial contact as well as stan romanek and there's others miriam delicado oh yeah you know there are people that are just they're just coming out with this stuff and more people there are people who have been sharing it with me and asking me if i can help them get their story out and these are stories that have never been heard by anybody else so i think once this opens up it's going to be huge and you know i give these talks to civic clubs and if you want to really get a sense for the pulse of the community give a presentation to the civics clubs, the Rotarians, the Optimist Clubs, the Kiwanis. I don't know if you have the same in Canada. Yes, we do. Sure. They're international organizations, and they've been extremely receptive beyond just being polite and courteous, you know, because you're giving a talk to them at breakfast. But Mm -hmm. very often people, I think in every single case, one or more people would come up after their other members had left and would share some personal information with me that, reinforced what i was saying about the need to get ready to meet and greet people from other planets and sometimes they've shared stuff that you know came from some relative that they met that was in a top secret government project and so they're right on it and i believe that these civic organizations because they don't have political or profit motives involved they're going to be on the forefront of our interactions with extraterrestrial intelligent beings and i've said you know don't be surprised if sometime soon there's an optimist intergalactic and the <laughs> is intergalactic and a rotary intergalactic organization because, you know, they really represent, I think, the very high, uh, highest ideals of our human society. And, you know, they're not limited by other considerations, so they can just you know, represent the best of us and and start the ball rolling, and they're, they're the leaders in the community.
0: Jeff, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight and uh, for sharing your exciting news on the Extra Campaign ballot. Tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and what you're up to.
3: Thank you very much for having me on again, Rob.
0: Jeff, uh, let our listeners know how they can contact you.
3: Uh, go to extracampaign.org. That's the website. And, um, well... Do you really need an email address?
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. We'll just go.
3: extracampaign.org. That's the source.
0: All right, Jeff, thanks very much again, and we look forward to talking with you again in the future. Take care of yourself. All right, there'll be a lot of news. All right. That's uh, that's it for tonight, everyone. Jeff Peckman, www.extracampaign.org. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all the staff here at the Exxon Radio TV show the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and all our affiliates around the world. And you, the Exo Nation, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great world of ours. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the EXON. So until then, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now.